Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by the last man standing with loserpool.com. As ever, I am your host, Harry Simu, and I'm joined this evening on this live stream by two fantastic guests. I'm joined by Mike Stavrou from Love Sport Radio. Mike, how you doing, mate? I'm good, Harry. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm very good. Can't it? Not not too bad, Mike. Your, your audio's lagging a little bit there. I thought, what's going on here? Um, I'm also joined by Chris Davison. Chris, welcome back. How are you? Yeah, cheers, Harry. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good. Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Pleasure having you Good. both on the show. Uh, lots to discuss, as always, in this transfer silly season. Let's start off uh, with the news that Danny Sabalos is set to join Arsenal on a season-long loan. Chris, your initial thoughts on this? It's not officially been announced yet, but it's as good as, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. Um, for me, very talented, uh, you know, player. Um, obviously, really uh, done well with the, the Spanish under twenty ones. Um, the European Championships a few weeks ago was one of their best players. Um, he's a very good te technical player. Can score goals. Got, got a fantastic guy for a, for a pass. Works hard. Great, great dribbler. You know, I think. Um, Ever since, well, I think I mentioned it to you before, Harry. You know, I've said all along when Ramsey left, it was, it was inevitable, inevitable that we needed an, another uh, central midfielder that we would go for one, and it looks like Sabayos is our man. Um, I know it was, it looks like it's only going to be a loan to start off with, but um, if things all go well, if he enjoys his time at the club, who knows what can happen next summer? Um, there's always a chance it could be be made permanent, but uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm really happy that he's coming in. I think he'll be a fantastic player for us. Taking all things to account, you know, we, we're told that we've got a limited transfer budget. That's kind of been sort of blown out of the water a little bit by this pursuit of Wilfred Zaha. But we'll come on to that in a few minutes time. But Mike, somebody like Danny Sabalos on a loan is probably the best we could hope for at the minute. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's very shrewd business, Harry. I think it's the wise move to go for players that um, are not going to blow the budget. And um, someone like Saliba, someone like uh, Sabalos who are young, uh, they're hungry, and I just hope that we can uh, negotiate with him if he has a really good season. Um, we can kind of say to Real Madrid, look, we really want him. Um, I really would have loved to see a, a buyback option, but I understand from Real Madrid's point of view why that's not possible because, you know, he could have a fantastic season. His value might triple um, or even quadruple, but it's exciting to have him here. Obviously, I watched a lot of the um, under-21s World Cup and he was sensational for Spain. Um, he is a bit more advanced than Ramsey and he's sort of like a mix of a number 10, number 8, but he also plays in the wing as well. But he's just a dynamic player and it's really what we need, a bit of pace in our sides. Um, and you know Unai Emery loves his versatility. So, um, yeah, let's see what happens with him, but it's good news. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No question about that. He's somebody that, uh, of course, we're all excited about. And fingers crossed, we hear an announcement, if not later on this evening, then tomorrow or in the day after, you know, the, the sooner the better. Uh, a couple of comments coming in live. Thank you to all of you who are watching us live at the minute. And thank you to those who will be watching this on the replay too. Uh, first uh, comment comes from Donald Martin. Let's put that up on the screen there. He says, defend, defend, defenders, defenders. I think that's an area that needs a serious upgrade. Chris, is there a danger that, we're getting a little bit carried away with the likes of Sabios, the, the pursuit of Wilfred Zaha. And in actual fact, the only defender we've signed is someone that we're going to come on to speak about in a minute, but someone who looks as though he's going to be going bang, bang, on loan to St Etienne for the season. Yeah, you know, I think with the Saliba deal, I've been looking at it in two ways. You know, um, we're getting a very 
um, good at upcoming, talented um, central defender, um, very highly rated, who will, you know, be continuing his development and, um, you know, back at St Etienne next season. Um, so that's that's good for us. But then at the same time, like we're all saying at the moment, we desperately need um, defenders to come in for the upcoming season, to come in straight away for us, obviously. Um, Kieran Tierney, that still seems to be ongoing. I know there's been a, one or two whispers that it's it's, it's off, but I, I still believe we haven't heard the end of that one just yet. Um, and there has been talk about us trying to get um, a defender um, on loan, possibly, as well as Saliba. So we'll have to see. I think, obviously, it's, it's going to be a, a last 16 days. I think it is now with lots of twists and turns, maybe, and anything is possible in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, um, I think we'll definitely strengthen in, in the defensive areas um, as yet. Um, but who, who will come in for us remains to be seen. Before we talk about uh, Saliba, let's talk about Kieran Tierney. Um, a comment's coming there from Eric. Apparently no more Tierney either. Now, Neil Lennon was on Sky Sports News earlier. He was giving a press conference and he was asked about uh, the Tierney thing. And he confirmed that Arsenal have only made two bids. They've not been back after the second one. And, um, you know, at the moment, Arsenal failed to meet Celtic's valuation. Now, he also sort of emphasised the point that Celtic are not in a position where they need to sell. They're in a pretty good financial state. Mike, is there a danger that with all our penny pinching and the fact that we won't uh, pay the £25 million up front, we're going to lose out on this player? I mean, this has always been an issue for us, Harry. You know that. And um, I think I just heard a, a baby crying in the background. And if I see Sir Kalasnach and Mustafi in the starting eleven, um, so <laughs> that's going to be me screaming my head off. Yeah, that, was, that was my son, I apologise. Yeah, I mean... Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with him. Like, when, it, when I see Arsenal defend, I want to cry too. So, um, but yeah, with, with, with Tierney, I mean, just, just get the deal done. He's one of the a very extremely highly rated left-back. I'm only second um, at Scotland to Andy Robertson, who was arguably one of the best left-backs on the, on the planet uh, last season. So... Just get the deal done. I mean, all, all these things with staggered payments, I understand where they're coming from because we haven't got the finances up front to pay for it now. But when you're risking losing out on a player, and to me personally, I think around 25 million is a pretty good deal considering what some teams are playing for, paying sorry for, for defenders um, in, in this current climate. So just, just get the deal done because at this late stage, if that doesn't go through, what we've got two weeks left now, we're going to be searching for another defender to bring in and it's just going to be too late. It's not going to be the transfer we want. And as you said, you're, you're at risk. It's like going to a market and saying, all right, I want this I want this price. The low and loan you get, at some point, the seller's just going to say, forget about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a really interesting point, actually, that's just come in live now from the Indian Guna. He says, I think Arsenal are expecting Tierney to force a move. Chris, I kind of think that too. I think that Arsenal have gone in there in hope of unsettling Kieran Tierney. A little bit like what we've done with Wilfred Zaha in the sense that the clout of Arsenal Football Club might be enough to get this player to kick up a stink and want the move away. But, you know, Kieran Tierney might be a little bit different. It feels like he's the kind of guy that really loves Celtic. And, and yeah. he's obviously so young that he may not feel that this move is necessary right now. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, like you say, it's an interesting one. Kieran Tierney said in the past he's he loves Celtic. He, you know, he's it's um, it's it's his boy boyhood club, and he loves playing for them. Um, 
but at the same time, we've also heard one, one or two people say that he's he really wants to show himself in the Premier League and, and prove himself in the Premier League, um, and it's something that he'd be excited by. So um, it's it's interesting to see what will, what will happen next. You know, there was speculation that this third bid had gone in. It, it didn't progress after that, and it was rejected, and that was that. But like you said, Neil Lennon since come out and said that there's only been two bids. So we could still be preparing this third bid, waiting to see what Kieran Tierney um, says and what he wants to do. Um, and like Mike was touching on, um, he's a fantastic player that I would really like to see, see at Arsenal Football Club as well. Um, Kolasinac has, has struggled in recent seasons um, and he's he's been a little bit disappointing. Um, and it's the same with Monreal, you know, he's sort of... Um, uh, past his best maybe um, and you, you can't really see him doing enough for us moving forward so uh, a left back we, we need um, and hopefully fingers crossed um, we can still get a deal for Tierney over the line but it's going to be interesting to see how it develops Absolutely. What about William Saliba, Mike? Uh, we've spoken about this on a previous podcast we've spoken about the fact that um, it feels like Arsenal are not really addressing the concerns that we have immediately are you excited by the prospect of Saliba and what the future may hold? Yeah, I'm excited, Harry, because he's someone that's so highly regarded um, by a lot of the, the the French press, especially I've heard so many reports of him saying he is one of the most exciting young prospects. I mean, he's got everything at the age of 18 um, in potential-wise. Obviously, he hasn't quite reached it, but in terms of height, he's, he's up there, he's quick, he's um, he's good on the ball. He's a good passer. He's very composed. So I think that's exactly what he needs: uh, a year, a full year of playing um, in in a French league, and then he'll come back better player. But of course, that does take away from the fact that we need defenders now. As I was saying, if Mustafi is going to play a big part in the season, I'm going to be pretty annoyed. And I think the main issue here is the lack of um, being able to sell our, our players. So people like Mustafi. Uh, Koscielny, these are players that I think quite clearly we, we want to get rid of, but either there's not that the buyers because their stock is team is that bad. Um, but I think you know we have to give it a bit of a chance. We've spoken a lot um, in the past couple of weeks about this we care do you um, movement, and Josh Conkey came out and said you know believe uh, in in the system and. In a sense, we do have to give them a little bit of a chance because he put into place this new uh, leadership structure after Arsene Wenger went. And we this seems like William Saliba is the kind of transfer that we wouldn't have seen under Arsene Wenger. And maybe under this new leadership where we're going for more young and dynamic players, this might be the way forward. So personally, I'm looking forward to it. But do we need to fill a gap right now? Yes. Uh, how do we do that? I think personally, instead of bidding 55 million for Wilfred Tahar, use some of that money on a defender because that's really where we need it. I mean, it's clear for everyone to see. We've been screaming it from the rooftops for years and years. So that for me, that's where I think the money should go. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. Let's have a look at some of your comments coming through. Uh, here we go. Brandon Jason Grosso says, Tierney has that steel mentality. Going back to Kieran Tierney, he played with a broken jaw. That's exactly what our cowardly defence needs. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, another one from Brandon Jason. He says, Sabalos and Saliba are quality signings. At least we're identifying good players. We could be signing a lot worse. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, don't really disagree with that. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Gunners, boys. I think we should give Mustafi one more season. Chris, what do you make of that? 
no. <laughs> that's, that's that's my simple uh, answer to that one. I just um, look. He's had a, he's had a, he's had enough opportunities now to prove himself, and um, he's just constantly letting letting us down. Really, um, he's constantly making mistakes. He's not consistent enough, um, and he's he's cost us games in the past. Um, for example, Palace at home last season. So. Um, for me, he's not good enough. For me, he hasn't made the cut here at Arsenal Football Club. I don't see him doing that in the future as well. Um, and when when it's possible, and if the opportunity arises, we need to we need to offload. It might sound harsh to a few people, but it's just it's just um, how I feel about it. How I feel about him as a player, and um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, some of our other viewers agree with you. They, you can see what oh, no. uh, Lanslin <laughs> thinks of it, and uh, you can hear what Daryl thinks of it as well. Uh, so. It seems that we're all in agreement that he should. Well, maybe he have. meant it was someone else, Harry, because he spelled it um, with, with a with a H in there, so and, and a P. So I don't know. Maybe he's thinking of some other youth player that, that we've got that we need to try and bring through. So yeah, maybe we should give him a chance. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> let's see how it goes. Right. Let's let's have a little bit of a, a more detailed look into uh, Danny Sabios first of all. Um, I'm going to bring up some information on Danny Ceballos. Going to try this screen sharing business. Never done this before. Uh, for the purpose of those of you listening via the audio, I'll read out what what it is we're looking at now. Danny Ceballos, uh, born on August the seventh, nineteen ninety six, twenty two years old, one point point seven nine meters tall. Position midfielder, so midfield, right footed. Uh, play currently with Real Madrid, and he joined them uh, from Real Betis for a fee of around fourteen. 0.85 million pounds uh let's have a look in la liga last season he made 23 appearances scoring three goals that's a fair amount of uh appearances isn't it for somebody who's you know on the fringes of the real madrid side uh, mike would you not say yeah i mean look how difficult that team is to get into i know they've not quite been themselves over the last few seasons but if he's being picked for real madrid i'll give you the best team in the world I mean, you, you only got to think he's he's got to be a good player. I've got to admit, I've not seen too much of him other than at the, at the Under Twenty One World Cup, but um, he's going to have quality there, and ultimately that's what we need. But youth and dynamism, I think, is the more important thing, and hunger. Because don't forget, if he's going to be coming over on a season-long loan, he's still effectively proven himself not only to us but to Zinedine Zidane, who's going to be watching him and thinking hang on, am I going to want to put him into my plans for, for the season after? So I think on both fronts, he's going to have to pressure on him and he's going to have to perform. I just hope it's not another Dennis Suarez situation, Harry, where he comes in and gets injured and doesn't really want to be there and doesn't really want to play. I, I can't see that happening, but um, fingers crossed. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Let's look at the other player that we're, we're supposedly... Uh, you know, we've supposedly already done the deal for, and that's Willie, Willie Saliba. Uh, Chris, going to come to you on this one. Let me share the screen again. Let's have a quick look at uh, some uh, information on William Saliba. Loving this new tool, by the way. Still getting used to it. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get faster uh, as we go. But yeah, William Saliba, let's have a look. Date of birth, uh, born in 2001. Wow, that makes me feel old. Uh, age 18, 1.93 meters. He's got Cameroon citizenship as well. I didn't know that. Um, defender, centre-back, right-footed, uh, current club, AAS St Etienne, as we know. Um, he's come through the, the ranks there. Uh, 16 appearances in Ligue 1 last season. That's not, not that many, is it? It's not that many, considering sort of the hype train that is following this player around. I'm not saying that he's no good, but 
You know, that's not really a lot of appearances, is it, for someone that's so highly rated? But, you know, I guess uh, maybe loaning him back is, is the right thing for him and his development. But it's not necessarily the right thing for Arsenal, is it, Chris? No, possibly not. Obviously, like we said, you know, we, we need defenders to come in now. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, 16 appearances, not a lot. But he's obviously done very well in those 16 appearances to to get this hype around him now. Um, I think, I can't remember who it was. You might know yourself. But um, there was one other St. Etienne defender who was praising William Saliba up the other day and said how he quickly just blew up um, in, his, in, his, in his development. So um, that just obviously goes to show how quickly he did develop last season um, and how impressive he was in, in sort of, um, yeah, not many appearances. Um, like Mike touched on a moment ago, um, he's tall, he's strong, quite pacey. So he's going to bring something a little bit different to our defence. Um, and, uh, you know, like, yeah, like we've been saying, I'm excited to see him uh, in, in, in the future. Um, and uh, we'll be watching his development closely at St Etienne next season. Um, but of course, you know, it's just not not as ideal as Arsenal would have hoped, I, I guess, with, um, you know, concerning imminent um, people coming in immediately and, and helping out the team for the upcoming season because the, the defence, um, quite simply, is our, our most weak, weakest um, position in the squad. Um, like Mike also said a moment ago, I'd, I would... As much as I would like a winger to come in, um, because Awobi Mkhitaryan haven't overly been convincing, and um, for us in recent times, um, still for me the priority is should be the defence. So I'd rather us fi uh, spend 50, 60 million pounds on a on a centre back to come in straight away to really give us a chance to to compete against you know the the top four next season um, and and. Uh, give us better chances of winning silverware and competing against the top teams. Because I just I personally think that without strengthening in, in the key positions, um, we're not going to, we're not going um, to do that. We're not going to compete. And um, that's, that's what we need to see now. We need to, we need to see that the main positions, the key positions that has been letting this team down for a while now strengthened. Yeah, don't disagree with that. So we've established that Sabalos is on his way to Arsenal. Uh, fingers crossed there won't be any hiccups in that. I've seen a couple of pictures flying around on social media of him in an Arsenal shirt. Don't know if they're genuine or not. It's amazing what you can do with Photoshop these days. Uh, we also understand that William Saliba um, is close to completing the move to the Arsenal as well, but he'll be loaned back to St Etienne. We know that we're in deadlock with Celtic regarding Kieran Tierney, uh, so we're going to have to wait and see what happens on that. I, I agree with the comment that came earlier on regarding the fact that I think Arsenal are trying uh, to get the player to force the move himself, trying to unsettle him, but it may not work in this case. Now, just finally, our final topic, this man, Wilfred Zaha. Um we heard yesterday that another bid had been rejected. Mike, it looks as though Crystal Palace are going to try and hold out for that £80 million. Would you spend £80 million on Wilfred Zaha? Because I'm struggling to accept that we live in a world where Wilfred Zaha costs £80 million. Absolutely not. And I think one of the points that um, was made to me that I agree with, it's just like the new um, executives trying to lay down a marker and say, actually, we're going for a marquee player rather than thinking about what would be best for the squad um, in terms of on the pitch, rather than, you know, on brand or will appease the fans by bringing in a big name. Almost similar to how the previous regime did with Mesut Ozil, um, keeping him just because we couldn't afford to lose him and Alexis Sanchez in the same window. In in the same sense, I think £80 million on Zaha 
if you were to go for Everton Suarez, who would cost around 30 million, you'd still have another another 40 million left or 50 million left to, to spend on, on other players. So for me, it's bizarre. And the, the um, updated uh, bids that I saw yesterday was that um, I think it was 55 million plus um, 10 million add-ons, but also chucking in Reese Nelson to go on loan to Crystal Palace, which I think would be an awful move because he spent a year out in the Bundesliga, done quite well, uh, scored quite a lot of goals, been involved under a really good coach, Julian Nagelsmann. I think he needs to come back and get into the first team. So it's almost like cutting off your nose to spite your face. And I really see it as a, as a bad move, Harry, because in terms of how you can manage the, the finances, um, I'm sure Zahar's uh, wage demands won't be won't be cheap either. So I'm, I think it's a really dangerous move to make. And if they're not going to accept 55, then I think that's the complete shut off. I think no more than that. I mean, you could sort it could sort of be argued for around that fee. But for me, no, I just I, I don't think he's that good of a player to warrant that price tag. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, Brandon in the comments says, hell no, I'd rather play Nelson. Yeah. Uh, so we can see what he thinks about that bid. Uh, coming back to Brandon again, he says, it'll be insane to spend 60 plus million on Zaha and not get Tierney when we could get Everton for 30 million and Tierney. Bad allocation of funds. Uh, Indian Guna says, I feel Arsenal fans have overhyped Nelson. I actually agree with you on that one, mate. I think that Reese Nelson has shown glimpses of promise. During his time in Germany, he was good for, for periods of time, but he wasn't consistent throughout the season, particularly in the second half of the season. And I think that we are placing a lot of uh, you know emphasis on this player and, and a lot of hope, I should say, on this player. Uh, another comment coming in from Jose Donko, he says, Sabalos isn't a goal-scoring midfield. They definitely went stale the last two, three seasons since Betis, but the move could rejuvenate his career. Fingers crossed it rejuvenates Arsenal as well. Um, right, we're going to go over to Twitter for some questions from you guys. Now, those of you that are watching live, now's your opportunity to leave your questions in the comments section whilst I pick a few from Twitter uh, for our two guests this evening. Let's have a quick uh, browse. Hold on. Let's share the screen again. Uh, apologies for those of you listening on the audio because you probably don't know what on earth I'm talking about. Um, here we go. Let's go to our earlier post um where we asked you guys for questions let's head over to the chronicles page here we go um right so uh this first question i'm going to put to you mike who should sabalos partner in midfield torreira or Xhaka? and that's from uh, radiohead tim oh it depends on the system it depends on the system i think almost you could fit um Ceballos, Torreira and Xhaka in in the same team because as I was saying Ceballos can play as a, as a number 10 and a creative midfielder um, so I reckon I, I think Arsenal will play 4-2-3-1 um, this coming season so I think he, he could get in as part of that midfield three uh, with Xhaka and Torreira I think moving forward as a sort of young um, dynamic midfield we could be looking at a midfield three of Gwendouzi, Ceballos um, and, and Torreira or, or someone of the like but for now, this season, uh, I, I think it'll be those three for me. Yep. Okay. Interesting stuff. Let's head over to the questions that uh, Chris's tweet will have dragged in because Chris has got a much bigger following on uh, Twitter than I have. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much the same sort of question. Um, da -da -da. <laughs> I like this one from the Durham Gooner. Why is Mustafi anywhere near our first team? <laughs> Chris, is it if a I simple... If I had the answer to that one, well... 
is it as simple as the fact that we can't we just can't sell him is it that simple Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think it was reported a little while back that, um, you know, Arsenal have been trying to sell me for a few seasons. I think it was um, David Ornstein who said that. So, it seems that way. Um, and to be honest, who could blame him, Harry? Who wanted to buy him after, you know, after some of his performances? Um, you know, but we'll see what happens. Um, there was obviously talk that he could be moved on this window, but... Yeah, I'm struggling to see that. As the obviously is the, um, I can't really see that happening now. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, you know, I've concerning another centre back coming in. Will you know? Will Koscielny's situation, um, you know, change that quite possibly? I'm, I'm hoping that will be sort of solved quite soon because I think that's the last thing that the club needs heading into a new season or for the new season. Um, will Callum Chambers still be an Arsenal player? Um, Come the first day of the season, we'll have to wait and see. Um, so yeah, I think um, you know, obviously Holden's coming back from injury. Hopefully, hopefully Emery sees him and Socrates as the sort of two partnership um, uh, as a centre back um, for next season um, because I think they're probably the, our best centre backs at the club at the moment. Yep, don't disagree with any of that. Uh, this is an interesting question. I'm going to put this one uh, to you, Mike. Uh, this one comes from Wayne Davis. Don't know whether you have discussed, but what about Bielik as someone to invest in? Would you be doing what you can to keep Christian Bielik at the club, Mike? Um, personally, I think he's another one that's sort of been overhyped in terms of uh, they've seen his name and he's had a, a decent spell at Charlton. But what people need to understand is that League One is a very low standard compared to Premier League and it's almost impossible to play at that level and then jump straight back in. Now, I know a lot of Charlton fans who have said to me, yeah, I mean, he's a good player, but um, the important distinction is that he played in midfield and defensive midfield role. I think we'd be looking for him to play in the centre-back role. So that's completely different. Um, and as I said, you're making a big jump from League One to, to the Premier League. Um, I think people need to do their research more. Uh, when they when when they're looking at these players, I mean, to have an opinion on Reese Nelson, you you can watch the the Bundesliga and you would have seen him that he as as you said, Harry. You know, people would will, will look at the stats and say, well, we scored nine ten goals. He must have blown it up. Well, and actually, he didn't. He had a few good uh, months at, at the beginning of the season, and then after that, he trolled off. Uh, he had a few issues with the coach. And like Bielik, it's very easy to say on paper. He's, he's gone on loan, he had a good season, now let's come back and put him straight into the team. But it doesn't really work like that. So I, the answer to the question is, is no, I don't think he's a massive cog in the team. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. I don't think that it's as big a loss to us as people are making it out. I think I said on a podcast right at the start of the summer that I thought that he wouldn't get the guarantees he wanted. He's been very vocal, hasn't he, Chris, about talk, about saying, you know, I want this, I want that, I want to be in the first team, I want to play X amount of games. But the reality is that, like Mike said, this guy's coming from Charlton, hasn't been good enough for Arsenal in the past. Yes, he's developed, but if you're Unai Emery, there is no way that you can guarantee him that sort of game time, is there? No, not at all. And um, obviously, you know, he's... He can either play defensive midfield or um, or as a centre defender. We've got quite a few central defenders at the moment. Obviously, Torreira came in for a sort of a defensive midfielder role. 
Um, and uh, Callum Chambers can play there if he stays. Xhaka can, um, although obviously that's not his best position. So yeah, it, it would be it wouldn't be easy for him to get regular first team football. I think there is a talented player in there somewhere. Um, but um, you know, it would have been interesting to see him pre-season. But obviously that hasn't been the case because he was playing with the, the Poland under twenty-one uh, national team. Um, so yeah, I can't. It's looking unlikely that he'll, you know, he'll stay at the club before um, I certainly play first team football at the club next season. Uh, whether he comes back from his his, um, his his holiday and trains with the first team and impresses obviously remains to be seen. But wouldn't surprise me if he got a lover, another loan move away or a permanent move in the end. Yep, I agree with that. Let's go to our final question uh, of this evening's stream. Uh, the Indian Guna, which winger would you let go on loan? If we sign Zaha, we have too many young players in that position. Mike, I'm assuming he's talking about the likes of Reese Nelson, Bukayo Saka, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if you include Iwobi there, Mkhitaryan there. Who would sort of make way? Um, oh, that's a tough one. I know um, there was some some comments that Alex Iwobi wasn't particularly happy with some uh, articles in the Sun and the, and the Mail Online saying he'd be forced to quit. Uh, if if Zahas came in, uh, I don't really think that's the case. I don't think he was really saying that. I think that Iwobi's been a really important player for us over the two, last two seasons. That make of make of him what you will. You know, he, he divides opinion. Maybe he's not a world class player, but he's putting a good shift. And for me, been one of the players that seems to really care and um, really you know put in effort every single time I've seen him play. So in terms of players going now, um, I want to keep Nelson. I think he's really exciting. Really really dynamic and he can have an impact he's a, he's good at um one-on-one -on -one situations um so i definitely keep him i'd keep a wobi if we get a new winger in um the, the one I'd, I'd like to see go out is bakara taka uh, i think he's really talented and he's been a really good player on 23s i know harry you've seen him play a few times um but i think he just needs that experience he's only he's only 17 18 so he needs that year on loan and i don't think he'd really be reaching the, the first team squad um, one of the ones that um, hasn't really been talked about is Javier Mechi, who's another of the under-23s. Yes. There was rumours that, that he might be leaving, and I think that would be a massive loss. Uh, so I think with players like that, we really need to tie them down to contracts and then send them out on loan and see what kind of player they are when they come back. But for me, it would probably be Saka. Okay. Right, that brings us to the end of this evening's stream. Chris, do you want to let our listeners know how they can find you on social media? Yeah, sure. On Twitter, my um, my Twitter is uh, c davison underscore afc. Um, that's my that's my Twitter, and I'm obviously just keeping all the fans up to date with everything Arsenal. Mike, how can people uh, keep up with you? Yeah, so at Mike underscore Stavrou, which is S T A V R O U. Great stuff. Don't forget to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the little bell icon too uh, next to the subscribe button. And that way you'll never miss an upload or a notification when we go live. The fans phone in will be back next week. Uh, as I've said previously, we'll be doing this fortnightly throughout the summer. But once the season kicks in, we'll be doing this on a weekly basis. Uh, so uh, keep keep. Uh, following us on social media for updates on that uh, that brings us to the end of today's chronicles afc daily sabalos sabalos lost my words there and saliba set to sign for arsenal apparently but we haven't heard anything yet uh, we'll be back very soon with another video and another podcast until then guys take care <laughs>